Um, but yeah, I think we're ready to go. You guys ready to go? You have fun with uh, with stuff? Yes. Yeah? It all come but, out? Yes! Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've been watching so much Hell's Kitchen. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm a donkey. All right. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's start the show, shall we? Let's. Roughly 24 <laughs> to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time. This is the good one. a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Good evening and welcome to Stab, the perfect way to remind yourself that it's almost Friday. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Our first panelist can summon woodland creatures to do her laundry, but doesn't because it would be kind of a dick move. She's an amazing writer and performer. It's Molly Doan. And our second panelist is just this close to just flipping out on you kids. Their stab show favorite, it's Melanie Ford. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones. If at first you don't succeed, I'm Jesse Jones. Welcome to the 250th episode of The Stab Show, everybody. Yeah, I almost forgot too, which is why you will find it referenced exactly zero places from here on out throughout the show. Uh, <laughs> so, that in mind, you know, more ball dropping on my, my part. How about we get to getting to know this Sester Centennial panel? Yes, I did look that up. <laughs> That's 250. Uh, Sester Centennial panel. Just a little bit more, won't we? Molly! Hey there. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I had a lot of fun with the prompts. Oh, and um, yeah, I'm happy to see you. Yeah, happy to see you. It's been... Um, I'm not going to do it. I almost went into it. Um <laughs> Uh. Everybody's everybody's favorite um, bare naked ladies riff. It's been <laughs> how long? It's been um, well the same amount of time, uh, roughly, that it had been since we'd seen um, Eric. So how long ago did you guys move down to LA? Uh, ten years. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, <laughs> I think maybe four. Yeah. It's hard. He was he referenced this last time and it made me think um, that we got here when right when Trump became the president. Mm. So I guess. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, so we can blame it's you. It's not guys. a good marker That's, to like yeah. remember it. But like it does, you know, <laughs> it's an awful last four years. Um, but L.A. stuff was fine, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an awful last four years and Trump was president. No, I imagine yeah. L.A. has been fun. Yeah, it's been okay. The first few years, we lived in a 450-foot studio box, sure. which was awful. And then um, we recently upgraded a year ago or so ago to a small one-bedroom apartment. Nice. Um, so it's great. <laughs> it's amazing what one extra wall will do for your self-confidence. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Feel alive again. Yeah. Well, welcome, Molly. Uh, I think uh, Eric is screaming at me in chat. July 2016, tell her. Uh, so July 2016, apparently. 
weird <laughs> stalker. <laughs> Ooh, come on, get a life here. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Molly. Uh, Melanie, welcome back. Hello. Always happy to have you. I always enjoy being here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many, and this is not uh, meant to be uh, mean in any way. Uh, there's so many, <laughs> so many guests that I love on the show. Like last week with Ben Feldman and um, and Tyler Kenny. Not that I don't love uh, Michelle, but people like Ben Feldman, Tyler Kenny, and and Melanie. Um, that it's always hard to gauge just how much I'm putting upon them by having them on the show. But they they seem to actually enjoy it. It's just <laughs> it's yeah. just. Uh, not everyone. I mean, especially, especially this week, I was really stoked to do something other than be depressed and play Minecraft. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I always enjoy being here. <laughs> well, good. It's just, it's me that can't handle people not being demonstrative, demonstrative enough for my liking. So, <laughs> so we know you enjoy it. It's just, I need, I need reassurance constantly. I'm, I'm a, I'm a puppy. That just <laughs> just needs uh, just need notice that I'm wagging my tail. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you too. Thank you. I'm trying to uh, keep a track over here, but I'm not going to be able to. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining. Let's get into the thing. Uh, Emma in the chat did uh, offer to to do. Uh, <laughs> to do Edgar's prompts. Um, I don't know if we can feed her them quick enough, but we'll see. Um, <clears throat> here we go. <laughs> Let's start with segment one, <laughs> shall we? Because generally, that's how this goes. Segment one, reorganization. Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now represent? We spend a lot of time in our lives fretting over the things we don't know. But how about we give ourselves a little credit for all the things we do know? UFOs are only crazy until you figure out what they are. Then they become super sane IFOs, or identified flying objects. I looked it up. It was technically a thing, I guess. Uh, so hooray, weather balloons! We identified you! Now that we know what a thing is, why not tell me what else it could be? And who or what else IFO might stand for or represent to you? Molly, welcome to the show. Let's hear your IFO. Great. UFO and IFO. They're everywhere. In our neighborhoods, in our coffee shops, writing screenplays, in our homes, trying to get into jazz. They're the opposite of invisible. More often, they draw a lot of attention towards themselves, as is their intention. So why have we never thought about how these people work, where they came from, why they do what they do and how they are still able to gain new members every day. It can't all be chaos and disarray. So what law and order is in place for them to stay so organized? And why don't we know about it? Today, I'm going to be taking you on a journey exploring the history and societal prevalence of the UFO, AKA the United Fedora Order, a secret society of men and a small, small amount of women that defy all odds by garnering the Fedora. The UFO's history goes much further back than Jason Mraz, and they really want you to know that. Although fedoras were invented over 100 years ago, our story starts in the 1990s with a young Damien Gish. <laughs> 
practicing for his middle school band recital. He played the trombone, which he thought was really cool. Completely ignoring Damien's sweet bone chops, his classmates opted to value muscles and puka shell necklaces, both of which Damien did not have, as his parents spent all their savings on his sick trombone. This put Damien in a spiraling depression. His trombone lay cold from lack of use until one day while looking for booby mags under his dad's bed to jay off to, Damien saw it, his secret weapon, his golden key, his dad's old fedora. When placed on his head, Damien felt like the king he was. And that was the beginning of the end of fedoras being worn with suits. 30 years later, the UFOs have expanded by the hundreds of thousands from recently divorced uncles who always thought they'd look good in one to weird girls in your theater class to guys named Chafer who are always talking about their bow, but we never see their bow. But who are these people? Most people put on a fedora as a fun bit or at the very least will wonder is judging them for sincerely wearing a fedora. What makes a member of UFO so different than us? Scientists have some theories, but will never truly know as beliefs and practices of the UFO are concealed from the public and require an oath of secrecy to learn or being really believable when you say, cool hat, Scott. <laughs> no, really, I like it. There's much we don't know, but what we do know is that the UFO will be around for a while. The UFO is still headed by now Dr. Damien Gish, who got a PhD in shredding the trombone till the ladies creamed. <laughs> There's... There's also the now expanded IFO or International Fedora Order headed by your neighbor, old Craig, who just left his wife and three kids behind to move to Russia with his new 22-year-old wife he met through Facebook. For most people, the UFO and IFO will always be shrouded in mystery. But one thing its members want people to take away from their mission is that Jason Mraz is definitely not a part of this and he is not invited to any cool meetings or future trombone jam sessions. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Going above and beyond because I was not clear enough. Giving us a UFO and an IFO. Oh, thank you. Oh, just going for going for bonus points in your first show. All right, that's fine. All right. Okay. No, I was just nervous, so I did that. <laughs> no, do it. Wonderful. Thank you, Molly. Awesome job. Um, <laughs> yelling at Emma in the chat. Sorry. Not that you guys aren't important. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, let's hear your, you know what, at this point, I don't even fucking know, UFO <laughs> or IFO, whichever one you wound up with, or both. Fuck me! <laughs> I think I hit on a theme here. <clears throat> um, r slash incel, posted by u slash Duke Nukem underscore more like Chad Nukem, ten hours ago. <clears throat> As we all know, Women are sluts. Now, women are not just sluts because they won't have sex with me because of my weak wrists and lumpy scalp, but also because they are peddlers of the IFO, the imposter female orgasm. Now, the terminology of IFO may be redundant because as we all know, all female orgasms are imposter female orgasms. If women can orgasm, why can't they produce semen? Checkmate feminazis. However, I think referring to it as the IFO brings legitimacy and officiality to our cause. I've been spreading word of the IFO in the comment sections of Pornhub, working diligently for about 10 hours a day for weeks now, pointing out the IFO as I see it. So far, my work has gone unappreciated, 
But in the future, when I've had the wrist thickening surgery and the bumps in my skull buffed out, I know history will prove my work worthwhile. Help me make a stand against the IFO and sluts across America today. Right. A lot of guys with fedoras have gone through some wrist thickening. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Incels are a real thing. What is this world? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that segment one, reorganization, and then it all goes crazy from here. Twos and threes. Who knows? There might be a four or a five. Let's start with segment two, bulletin board. Rolling this back out? Why not? Um, need to let a passive audience of acquaintances know about a thing? Man, you just need a thumbtack and a slab of cork, and now you're communicating through space and time! Bulletin boards. Lots of places have them. Places you might not even expect to. But even in those unexpected places, they still work the way you understand them to. In expected places. Get it? Good. What I'm trying to say is, please, each of you have given, each of you give me three things you might find on a bulletin board hung in the break room of purgatory. The bulletin board, <laughs> you have to unpack a lot in this, in this segment, which is why, <laughs> which is why it, it makes it uh, in uh, every once in a while. Three things that you might find on the bulletin board in the break room of purgatory, because there's one break room in purgatory. Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> That's been our motto for almost eight years. Stab. Don't think too hard about it. Uh, all right. One at a time. We'll go back and forth. One, one, two, two. Molly, let's hear your first item found on the bulletin board in the break room God damn it, of purgatory. Great. Add, male looking for platonic friendship. Me, early 40s, very straight, very white, very male. Separated from wife, cuz dead. <laughs> Loves Bill Murray and especially the movie Groundhog's Day starring Bill Murray. You, any age, has good taste, has to enjoy hearing about the movie Groundhog's Day starring Bill Murray and how this is just like Groundhog's Day starring the Bill Murray. Hi, everyone. It's Danny again, posting another ad in hopes that I'll find someone who wants to hear me talk about how much I fucking love the movie Groundhog's Day. This is a lot like the movie Groundhog's Day, right? You should come over and we can watch Groundhog's Day while eating Doritos with barbecue sauce on them. Now that I'm dead and my wife doesn't cook for me anymore, this is all I eat. But man, I'm so much happier without her. Just got my main man, Billy Murr, and a classic Groundhog's Day sitch. Anywho, anyone want to come over and anyone who wants to come over and listen to me talk at them about how purgatory is the same time loop science explored by the incomparable Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day starring Bill Murray, all while drinking red wine mixed with Gatorade, please let me know right away. I've honestly been pretty lonely since my bitch wife Linda told me liking Bill Murray wasn't a personality, especially because I've only seen Groundhog's Day once and only bring it up to sound like I know what metaphors are, which I do. This is legit just like Groundhog's Day. Right? <laughs> it's a classic time loop situation, right? All I need to do is find my Andy McDowell. Friend also must be willing to help me find my very own Andy McDowell by wingmanning me at the nightly purgatory cornhole tourneys, which I also need a partner for. Have to keep it chill, though, because I'm still technically married to Linda. Bitch. Please respond by just coming over to watch Groundhog's Day starring Bill Murray whenever you want. Seriously, 
I leave my door open all the time. Ciao for now. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> you know, we have, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Segment four is dating profile. We got a bonus dating profile in the bulletin board segment. <laughs> this was for platonic friends. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Molly. Uh, <laughs> you got Thank two you. more, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, your first item found on the bulletin board in the break room of Purgatory. Have you seen my husband? <laughs> Seeking confirmation that he went to hell. <laughs> oh, no. Was that Linda? Or whatever. <laughs> oh, star-crossed, even purgatory. Uh, Molly, let's hear item number two. Wait, I definitely thought way too much about this and wrote way too much for the seg. That's um, all right. Okay. That's fine. All right. <laughs> you can stretch. You can really stretch your legs here with no Edgar in the way. I can't stretch my legs. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm simulating are, legs with my arms. They're the legs. legs. Yeah, they're the legs of the torso. <laughs> yeah. All right. For sale. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Jesus. Now, I know stuff from corporate always seems scary, but no worries. This message is all chilly. Totally not professional. Wanted to reach out and see if anyone, anyone wanted to buy this electric guitar that my dad bought me for Christmas. When I first got it, I figured it was a Thor's hammer stitch, naturally. Yes, I was stoned, LOL. And I could open my hand and the guitar would just fly into it. But that's not the case, unfortunately, sad face. I should be like Thor, though, right? Jesus should be like Thor. I'm pretty sure my dad got the stupid guitar from Amazon because he's a fucking cheap, LOL. Don't tell him I said that. But for real, this guitar is pretty cool, except for the fact that it doesn't summon lightning, nor can I throw it like a large hammer boomerang, LOL. It's magical in other ways, which sucks for me because I'm Jesus, but whatever. You'll be able to play whatever song you want on it without even having to learn the guitar. Be warned, though, it's not made of vibranium like Thor's hammer, which would have been really fucking cool. And I, it does seem like the next step for me as Jesus is to have a Thor's hammer thing situation with a guitar going on. Right now, I'm selling it for 50 bucks, and I'm also willing to trade for some dank perg weed. You'll be feeling high with this guitar, as it also can bring back anyone from the dead, including you. But I'll probably just end up throwing it away since it's prob cheap plastic and not forged from the heart of a star like Thor's hammer, which I think I deserve after this awful 2020. Anywho, back up to corporate. Ciao for now. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's going to have a hammer prop, it should be a Jewish carpenter. I mean, let's let's get this together, guys. Yeah, it's a want that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And and like a three pic, three picture franchise with crossovers into the big team movies. I'm not. I mean, yeah, but it's an electric guitar. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. like oh, what was oh, dang it, it's '90s cartoons. Um, there was, uh, you know, around the Dexter's Lab era, there was a there was a character that had like a that was like a Thor with a guitar. I <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember the character. I just remember. so. And that sounds cool. <laughs> it does, but this is Jesus with a guitar. Completely different thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Uh, Melanie, purgatory, uh, bulletin board thing number two from you. Sure. Um. <clears throat> Come on down to Purgatory's number one shopping center, Sunrise Mall. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> Sunrise Mall is a place between living and death. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. <clears throat> and Molly. Wow. Let's. I'm so happy there's only two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edgar would have only gotten in the way. Um, Love it. We'll be with all of my long ones. We'll be right on time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hear your third bulletin board item from Purgatory. Okay. Memo from Dwina Goblin Cherub. Human resources for Purgatory. Hiring for new Prometheus. Hey, gang, just wanted to keep this brief. Happy Thursday. We're almost to the weekend. Just kidding. It's Thursday afternoon every day here. First off, I want to give a shout out to you all for all the good deeds you've been doing. That's not how you get out of here, but it is appreciated, especially by staff. Now, for the larger matter at hand, we are hiring for Prometheus's role. If you don't know what Prometheus did, he was the guy chained to a rock for hundreds of years, and birds came every day and ate his liver out, and then it grew back, and then the birds came back again and ate his liver out. Yes, he's retiring. <laughs> Minimum requirements for this position are ability to be outdoors long hours, the ability to get your torso clawed open by hungry birds every day, and a master's degree with six years of relevant experience. <laughs> There's no room for upward movement in this position, as the birds kind of just stick to the liver, and then more often than not, they move south and take your wiener off too. Birds don't really have, <laughs> birds don't really have the palate to know the difference between livers and flaccid penises. <laughs> To scroto, to scroto, but don't worry. <laughs> but, but don't worry. Of course, this position does offer health insurance that covers removed livers, severed penises, but not dental or vision. The copay is fifty thousand more years in purgatory, which is pretty comparable if you shop around. You also need to be good with birds. So, Danny, please don't apply, as these birds will not like you either because they like Groundhog's Day, but they don't think this is like Groundhog's Day. We would love to hire internally because, you know, why not? What else are you doing? Please send a resume and a cover letter that needs to be good, but we will not read to Gwina underscore goblin underscore cherub at earthlink.net. Ciao for now. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> the perfect purgatory service provider is obviously Earthlink. You go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do enjoy a good early internet uh, deep cut. Uh, <laughs> I think I had an Earthlink address. It used to be. That was pipeline. my first email address. Yeah, I was I was Taco Bell Queen four three two at Earthlink dot net because my personality was I'm a kid who likes Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, well done, Molly. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and Melanie, let's wrap up Bulletin Board, your third, from the break room in Purgatory. Cool. So for this one, I misunderstood that it was the break room, and I thought it was just like a community center for That's some fine. reason. That Apparently, I don't know how Bulletin Boards work. That's okay. Right. Um, uh, seeking a carpool to my job that allows me to get by, but doesn't really satisfy me, you know? I know the carpool has to exist because we all work there. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Melanie. Uh, yeah. This is the thing about that, it could be a short segment, it can be a long segment. It's versatile. Uh, <laughs> well done, both of you. That gets us to segment three. Oh, shit! 
I'm carting out celebration time. I know. You guys didn't think I was going to do it, but here it is. Um, we're doing an OG style with just one event, not the two that you have to celebrate together. Ah, let's simplify. One event that happened on this day. So, uh, into the pre-written banter, shall we? Ahem. Things happen every day. It would be super scary if they didn't, like even once. And since years kind of came around, or since, and since years kind of come around, you know, once a year, at least 2,021 things have happened on any given upcoming day, like today. Please tell me how you celebrated the anniversaries of these particular events on this incarnation of that day. <gasps> Maledone. Uh, <laughs> on this day. In 1973, Elvis Presley's Aloha from Hawaii is broadcast live via satellite and sets the record as the most watched broadcast by an individual entertainer in television history. So how then did you celebrate this today? Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. Today his Aloha from Hawaii was broadcast and, he, and it set a record... Uh, <laughs> How am I celebrating? Everyone has been asking me while doing the Elvis hip thing. Hmm, 1973. That seems so long ago. I wasn't born yet. My parents weren't even born yet. Neither were my grandparents or great-grandparents. So when I thought about what it would be like to be a teen fangirl at that time and join the broadcast, I thought about me as a 14-year-old eating a popsicle and dancing around in my room to the latest heartthrob while I put off my homework for my freshman English class. Funnily enough, Elvis met his wife when she was only 14 years old. Ah, teenage amore. Except that when they met, she was just starting high school, and he was a 24-year-old man. If this sounds fucked up, don't worry. You're right. Or you really like the book Lolita. But hey, back to celebrating Aloha, the record-breaking broadcast where the king wore his classic caped white suit and got us all shook up. That suit has become well-known in drive through chapels across Las Vegas. But elopement in Vegas, count me out. But I guess when I get married, even though I'm still incredibly young, there will be a lot of surprises about my, there will be a lot of surprises about my wedding. I mean, I doubt Priscilla thought that a man would lie to her parents so she could live at his house while he cheated on her with multiple co-stars and then marry her six years later and she moved in when she was only 16 years old. If you think this sounds fucked up, don't worry, you're right. Or you really enjoy the late comedic stylings of Louis C.K. Thankfully, they ended up divorcing after Elvis pushed Priscilla off onto karate classes. This is true. And she fell in love with a man named Mike Stone, who loved her very much and was not into teen girls or kidnapping them from their parents. Elvis and Priscilla ended up divorcing in January 1973. Hey, that year sounds familiar. We're back to Aloha from Hawaii. Thank goodness, my coconut bra was getting itchy. <laughs> the main island vibes were a-flowing, and so were the hits. Speaking of hits, around the same time of this broadcast, Elvis worked with his bodyguard over time to arrange a contract killing, or a hit, on Priscilla's new romance, Mike Stone, saying he was in too much pain and Mike Stone must die. Oh, Elvis, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> Thankfully, he backed off the idea later. Maybe because Aloha from Hawaii was such a big hit. And how can you not be moved to call off the hit of your ex-wife's lover because she filed for divorce when you were moving and grooving with the rock and roll beats? <sighs> 
Happy aloha from Hawaii Day. I hope you had fun. If you didn't, you're probably upset that I shattered your rose-distorted image of a man and just okay musician you only pay attention to when you're at a diner with those tiny jukeboxes on the table that eat all of your quarters but don't play songs. But the manager can't do anything about it because another company owns those machines, not the restaurant. Aloha! <laughs> oh, <clears throat> oh, Molly Doan. Um... Either. I feel bad, but also I don't. No, I don't know. No. I yeah, did no. research and it's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> did quite a bit of research. That's always the fun of Celebration Time. So yeah, uh, Molly Doan, you know, shattering your vision of, of, an, of a legend or reinforcing your, <laughs> your idea yeah. of this creep. Oh, the, you know, the, the 50s and 60s were a time, weren't they? Uh, <laughs> so many people with child brides, as long as they could sing. <laughs> as long as they got the goods. <laughs> oh, Elvis, Jerry Lee. Oh, you're, you're doing it. All right. Oh, boy. Well, then uh, I saw this one and wondered, you know, where could this possibly go wrong? This is this one's super upbeat uh, and not at all relevant in today's climate. Melanie, <laughs> on this day... In 1784, the U.S. Revolutionary War officially ends with the U.S. Congress of the Confedera Confederation ratifying the Treaty of Paris. Yay! Uh, <laughs> how did you celebrate America's official independence, <laughs> Melanie? <laughs> Why would Revolutionary War be on your mind, Jesse? It's just so weird. <laughs> Think of anything going on that would make you think about revolution or stateside war or anything like that right now. <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking a lot about violent revolution these days. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it at all. Totally irrelevant to anxieties about the very existential nature of my own country, I've been buying large supplies of filtered water and canned goods and bear mace. And also my friend has been texting me about his bunker in Eureka. But that's just normal millennial stuff. I certainly haven't been thinking about early American colonists throwing frisbees of hard tea into the ocean, costing the English millions of dollars, and what could possibly have the same level of financial and sentimental value to a grown man dressed as a buffalo. Unrelated question, how does one throw Bitcoin into the ocean? Anyway, I'm going to bring some tea. Definitely to celebrate the end of the love of definitely to celebrate the end of the Revolutionary War, and not because my therapist is adamant that I have to find some way to lower my physiological stress or I could be on the verge of hospitalization. <laughs> what could I even be stressed about? <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Yeah, it was really weird how that just <laughs> happened to be today. What? Uh... <laughs> Oh, same as it ever was, ever again. All right, uh, segment four, dating profiles. Remember when I said we had that? It's now! Dating profiles. Uh, we all need to feel a connection, whether it be a lifelong soulmate kind of bolt-out-of-the-blue love connection or a super temporary, dimly lit, sticky, regretful fluid swap. While some would say it's all basically the same thing, but whichever path you want to follow, one way to start it is with a personals ad. So, please give me the dating profile for the following people 
places or things. Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. You missed out on Edgar's dating profile for Ska. We'll try and give it to somebody else at some point. <laughs> you felt like the perfect person for that, too. Yeah. felt like he could really fight for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe I'll just hold all of Edgar's prompts until the next time. That yeah, he you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it again. Uh, <laughs> but let's start this dating profile with Molly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's hear your dating profile. For a grocery store sheet cake. Hi, I'm a grocery store sheet cake, 2.1 miles away at the Ralph's with a bad parking lot. I'm 13 by 9 inches, but don't let this big girl scare you. I'm looking for someone to cut me open, lick my frosting, and eat my ass. That's right. I may be a Peppa Pig-themed cake for Aiden's fifth birthday, but I'm also a nasty bitch looking for the right hog. <laughs> Little boys that have only fucked pies and are looking to try something new, please let me know so I can swipe left. I don't have time for you and your little cherry syrup dicks when this queen deserves a man with 1898 plus tax in his pocket and a taste for a slice of what could be considered dry vanilla bread. Oh, and also the taste for my ass. <laughs> Cut off my corners, daddy, while George and Peppa Pig watch. <laughs> you know I'm into that. Oops. <laughs> Turnoffs, getting squished into people's faces. Again, I don't do pie shit. Getting dropped on the ground. And people who thought that weekend update bit with Tina Fey eating the sheet cake was funny. It wasn't for multiple reasons. Turn ons, fine china, wax play, and getting my ass ate. What I'm looking for in a potential partner is someone funny, adventurous, and who can handle me the way Paul Hollywood handles a loose sponge cake. You know what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about. If this sounds like you, please respond to this ad or go to the Ralph's with the bad parking lot. I'll be there, soggy bottom, waiting, ready to be ate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there, there's a lot going on there, but um, I really feel bad for the sheet cake because they're never going to get found uh, with that sort of description. All Ralphs have terrible parking lots. So. That's true. <laughs> I was just going off of my own experiences, but it's nice to know that, you know, it's a universal thing. <laughs> yeah. Again, we spent six years down there, too. So... <laughs> And we've been to all the Ralphs, so, so don't act like you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, sheet cake went as well as I was hoping it could. Uh, <laughs> uh, Melanie, let's hear your dating profile from a sea turtle. Uh, I'm a fun-loving turtle, seeking uh, a fellow for a night of hot passion. We'll see if it evolves into 100 years of commitment. Though I am also open to a sugar tortoise situation. Um, I have been straight edge since a difficult encounter with a coke straw. Um, turtles and tortoises only, please. I am fed up of microaggressions from land creatures who quote finding Nemo at me. And I don't do brunch. Eggs are barbaric. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Thank you, Melanie. Oh, and that gets us to segment five, though. But no. But I want more show. Emma, right. Oh. <laughs> Thank you two so much. Oh, this has been great. Segment five. Location, location, location. You can't always pick where your dreams lead you. Sometimes you have a passion to do a thing in a place where your passions might not necessarily line up. In location, 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 you've all been chosen to start businesses in places that might seem less than ideal for said businesses. Explain to us why we should buy your wares anyway. Molly! <laughs> uh, let's hear your pitch. You... <laughs> do like this one. Um, you run a yoga studio in a town populated entirely by Lego people. It may seem quite strange to open a yoga studio in a town populated by Lego people, no. <laughs> but what if I told you that Lego people were people too? Mutated plastic people that can see colors, feel pain, and love. I mean benefit from a healthy yoga practice. Let me start from the beginning. In 2017, I was a writer in San Francisco who thought she had it all. That isn't until I found my husband had been cheating on me with a much younger woman who was now pregnant by him. I was at a loss. I mean, I was 40 and unmarried, which meant I might as well be chopped up for dog food. I knew I had to make a change. That's when I packed my bags and came here. A quaint place, but vibrant place, full of promise and Lego people. I happened to be on a tour bus in a linen dress looking at local sites when we had to stop for a herd of Lego cows. That's where I saw it, an encapsulating via equipped with a massive veranda and dilapidated Spanish architecture. I had to have it. What was I doing though? I looked back at my experience of being a white woman and there I had it, my idea, yoga studio. I had never really done yoga before, but it didn't matter. I just ended up learning. And two days later, the studio slash terracotta via was up and running, shiny and new. The classes filled up fast. That's how I met Rinaldi. He was a Lego construction worker. The classes were always full because all the people here have a rare genetic disorder where their bones fused with their skin, creating an, exos creating an exoskeleton exterior. Some people would be grossed out, but there is something about these people, something about Rinaldi. One day as class was letting out, Rinaldi asked me if I could show him if he was doing downward dog right. He wasn't, of course, because he is a man that cannot bend without a woman's touch. But hey, maybe that's what my, that's what drew me to him so passionately. Before I knew it, we were kissing and rolling around the yoga via all of his <laughs> organs jumbling about within him. Because again, these people's skin is fused with their bones. Thus, their organs are not tied to anything in their body. Rinaldi's hands were shaped like seas, only equipped to hold things like binoculars or two glasses of my favorite Merlot or my old but supple breasts. He pushed me against the adobo wall and ugh, I digress. And anywho, Rinaldi is gone. I never heard from him again after that night. You ask me why I opened up a yoga studio in a town of Lego people. And I'm sure you're expecting me to say I regret it because I lost out on love again. But I tell you here that while I may have gotten my heart broken once more, this small town of Lego people, along with my very, very profitable yoga via, have taught me that the ultimate goal in life is to love myself. 
And that's why, that's why, that is what I've learned here. So no, I don't regret it. No, this isn't like the movie Under the Tuscan Sun. And no, I won't be leaving here anytime soon. This is my home now. Also, there's a lot more Lego guys that want to fuck me. And they are hot, including ninjas and Jedis, which is really cool. And also, ninjas and Jedis were not a part of Under the Tuscan Sun. Ciao for now. Oh, thank you, Molly. Oh, so happy to have you. So happy to oh, thank you to lure you back into some form of performance. Now the floodgates are open. Oh, it's all Molly all the time. <laughs> uh, where can folk um, find and enjoy some sort of Molly Doan outside of this show right now? Trying to vamp a little bit longer so that you can I finish just put two in my mouth. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah welcome to uh, let's see um i would say for now um just keep an eye on my social medias right now i'm just on instagram and twitter mm -hmm. um and it's just uh molly underscore molly spelled a different way but not that <laughs> just like what i described um anyways and yeah keep an eye i'm, I'm working on some stuff that i'm really excited i'm gonna be putting up uh, a little later uh once i get <laughs> a little bit more confidence with it um but uh i'm really excited to share it so keep an eye on that and i think i'll probably pop back around here if awesome. i can where i can yeah whenever you want me <laughs> for sure all sorts yeah. of stuff to, to play around here and we've threatened uh trying to put something together also oh, yes. so I'll, oh, yes. i'm gonna be pestering you more about that as well Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I've been just, it's holidays. I've been unpesterable. Sure, um, sure. Also sadness, general sure. sadness. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that as well. I'm yeah. still thinking about it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, that all combined with my general uh, pretty bad uh, track record of following up with people. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I want all of the new fun ideas. We've got like, we've got a, I keep bragging about it. We've got a bunch of stuff that's in various stages of hopefully coming and Molly's show potentially could be one of those. I don't know. We'll see. I'll bug her some more. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun. Thank you, yeah. Molly. So happy to have of course. Thank you. Thank you. Melanie, same question. Uh, <laughs> no, where, where can folk find Melanie um, for uh, Melanie good times? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm on Instagram as uh, Melagna. Um, the second O is a zero, and then I'm on TikTok also as Malagna. Um, I just insist on being old on that app. Um, <laughs> it kind of works for me. Sure. Um, that's pretty much, and then yeah, I, I show up, I show up at the theater quite a bit. So yeah, that's pretty much. Well, we're always happy to have you. Uh, all right, Melanie, let's wrap this one up. Uh, location, location, location. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, you sell imposter designer fragrances <laughs> to ghosts. <laughs> so, having a pronounced and specific smell is important to your hauntings, but you're also on a pretty tight budget because you're physically unable to hold a job. You used to buy you used to buy Givenchy fragrances when you were alive, but that last bottle isn't lasting forever with your mid realm state. Well. Have I got good news for you. I have all kinds of knockoff fragrances from a high-end brands like Gulshan Gospana <laughs> to the mortally affordable Bath and Booty Works. <laughs> mm -hmm. All for the cost of pennies that you can find in the couches that won't be missed anyway. Smell like your mortal self and drive that dumb bitch and her annoying children out of your home. 
Find our kiosk today in Purgatory's number one shopping center, Sunrise Mall. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> and that is the Stab Show. Thank you once again to tonight's incredible panel, Molly Doan and Melanie Ford. And thank you all for joining us live tonight on Stab Comedy Theater TV. If you didn't join us live but wanna, just check us out on Stab Comedy Theater TV every Thursday night at 8 p.m. to get your stab served piping hot and fresh. If that's all well and good, but nah, for you, then why not check out this and the other 249 episodes of The Stab Show on your podcast outlet of choice, such as the Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, Something Something Stitcher, or the Sassy Podknife. That's all for tonight here at Stab. I've been your host, Jesse Jones. Hope to see you for another 250, y'all. Good night.